Hello, welcome to Those Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. Today is the Age of Sigmar Stat Center, where we look at the event results from around the world. Don't forget, if you want to see actual stats, you can go on to honestwargamer.com and look at the actual stats produced by Ziggy and Rob, who are great people. We have eight events being played across five countries with 245 players playing this weekend. Normally, I record this on a Monday, but I'm recording it on a Wednesday instead, which is really throwing off my game. We had one of the biggest uh, HCMA events in the UK uh, recently, so uh, that's really exciting. And then uh, we're going to see events from all over the world. New Ogre Book is in play. Not sure how it's going to do, actually. Probably not that well. Very much doubt that. Uh, and one of the things I've been thinking recently is I've barely seen any Storm Drake Guard on the top tables. I wonder if they're back. I don't know. We'll see. Let's find out. Let's go look at the event results. Um, the first event that we're going to talk about today is War in the Heartlands featuring over 100 people. Actually, England's biggest event in the past year since the last War in the Heartlands, which is quite exciting. Uh, so there must be something special at the event. Definitely not the rules knowledge of the uh, TOs. So, War in the Heartlands, uh, big, massive event, and we got three 5-0s. This is from England, the UK scene, where predominantly most of the players don't cheat, which is exciting. So, in the in the 5-0 bracket, we got Mark Brooks, Dan Bradshaw, and Dan Arnold. Mark Brooks, Bosch, straight in. Uh, this is Mark's ever first 5-0 and Dan Arnold's first 5-0, both members formerly uh, or currently member of Team Wales, absolute wonderful uh, human beings. Uh, and then Dan, uh, you've seen up here before um, with many 5-0s under his belt. Uh, so uh, so uh, Mark Brooks, let's talk about his list, shall we? Uh, Mark was running a Nurgle list. I know what you're saying, Rob. Oh, I don't want to hear more about flies. But it isn't even flies. It's the Magikin Blessed Sons. It's got Blob Rotspawn and Magoth Lord. Orgot's Demon Spew and Magoth Lord. And Morbidex twice born for the third Magoth Lord. All three backed up by a great unclean one who's a general with a Nurgling infestation and the Withstave for that three up. Um, uh, in range, you're going to take disease point mortal wounds on a three plus as opposed to a four. Uh, all the Magoth Lords are really fighty. And he's got Gut Rot Spume, a pirate Nurgling warrior. What he's able to do is he's got a boat. There's no actual physical boat. But in your mind, mind palace, go into your mind palace, there's a boat. In it, he can take up to two Magoth Lords. They get on his boat, and then he arrives via the sea at the edge of the board, or Deep Strikes, uh, if you're not a narrative person, um, and then um, and then can deposit them somewhere on the board. So even though like the front line looks pretty scary, he can take some of those off and then and, and Deep Strike them, and that's quite cool. And then he's got three units of Rotmire Creed. Rotmire Creed are a shooting unit in the Nurgle army, and they're really, 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 really cool. They've got a lot of shots, which is quite nice against the right matchups because sometimes you just want to give someone loads of save rolls. And then it also does disease points to the unit it hits on sixes and units around it. So you can put a lot of disease points out, which combos really nicely with the Wither Stave because then you're proccing even more mortal wounds and you just keep doing it. So that's quite fun. Those Rot My Creed are also in Expert Conquerors as well. Um, so yeah, congratulations to Mark. He's got to be super happy with that. Uh, I know it's his first 5-0. He's a wonderful dude. And uh, I'm super, super happy for him um, because I know that he'll be a bit like he's a very understated chap and he'll be very overwhelmed. And But you can't be overwhelmed as an understated person. So I think maybe he just pauses. But I'm super happy for him. And he, 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 he's been playing Warhammer a long time. and He's a lovely, lovely chap. Uh, Dan, uh, running New Lumineth Realm Lords, was running Teclis, a Cathalar, two units of uh, Wind Chargers, so units of five, and then uh, a unit of ten Wardens and then 40 
Sentinels with the Umbral Spell Portal and the Rune of Petrification. The event did FAQ that Teclis knew all of the spell lore from uh, the different spell laws as opposed to just one spell as rules as written, um, uh, even with the current one, but that's fine. Um, uh, and then uh, he's got a cute trick where he takes the Cathalar, he teleports the Cathalar with Teclis and he uses Cathalars once per uh, game ability to, or is it once per game, once per turn, whatever it is, uh, per abil ability to uh, cast the Rune of Petrification, you can't unbind it. Uh, so then uh, you put the Rune of Petrification into your opponent's army, and then you just start doing mortal wounds, and someone can't stop you. You combine that, obviously, with the Spell Portal and Teclis, and Teclis being able to cast Searing White Light through it for the uh, Technado, um, as is famously, if you don't know what the Technado is, just go back and watch the very first review of the very first Luminous Realm Lords book, which was seven books ago. Um, and uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's fine. Uh, and then you've got some Sentinels uh, to do shooting from the back of the board and then Wind Chargers. So, like, it's, I guess the Wind Chargers are a new addition. Uh, it's in Helon, so if you get into melee um, with... Uh, oh, it's not even in melee. If you get within six inches with the Wind Chargers to get an additional shot, and I think that might actually be the whole army, including the Sentinels. Sentinels also do Mortal Wounds in combat, now in addition so they used to just do mortal wounds on their bows but they do mortal wounds in addition in combat as well um so hopefully that gets faq'd because that's hilarious uh so yeah you get extra shots so you can potentially have um i know listen i know that you don't get an extra shot i know that the champion has a lantern and not a bow but for the purposes of just doing the math easy there's like 40 shots in the list but it's 38 so you could potentially double that and have that at whatever the fuck double that is 70 no 76? 76 shots. Uh, doing mortals on fives, right? Um, uh, so, yeah, just the Sentinels get a two, so they can speed a heat into six of something, then double tap anything on the board. It's pretty fun, uh, says Greg in the chat. So there we go. So just shooting it off the board. So, like, while uh, I congratulate Dan on uh, obviously using Helon and uh, the Wind Chargers, uh, or just he the Helon thing, um, uh, it's still just a, a, a list as ever, as ever it was. A Technado and some Sentinels is is uh what's happening for the game they shoot 30 inches as well they've been they've been dropped down to 24 inches but if you're within six inches of a unit with a lantern and they've both got lanterns so you've got two units of 20 then it's still just 30 inches so and then they lost ignore line of sight but no one no one can block no one's gonna block it so uh yeah, it's a luminous list yeah that's how they work um, and interesting that, like, we've got shooting in the first list, shooting in the second list. And then third list, Dan Arnold from downtown. Sassy Dan Arnold. Uh, Dan's actually uh, a Mormon, um, but he's a wonderful human being. Uh, great, great, great soul. Uh, and he was running Guard of Steel Soul in Hallow Nights. Uh, this is the Five at Ward uh, bubble, which is really useful on the Storm Drake Guard. The Storm Drake Guard... Uh, are obviously very, very good. Are they nine wounds apiece, Storm Drake Guard? Uh, not 11. I think the Knight Draconis is 11. So he's got Knight Draconis as the general. He's got the Master of Magic and the Arcane Tome. Really happy that that stayed um, and didn't get FAQ'd out. Uh, and then the, the... Oh, the Mount Drake Scintillating Trail. I honestly don't know what that does, but I think that might be Retreat and Charge. Uh, but he's obviously going to cast Thundershot, which is AoE damage. He's got all of the... The Knight Draconis can make the Storm Drake Guard shoot twice, once per battle. Uh, so he, then he's going to make the storm, four Storm Drake Guard shoot twice. The two Storm Drake Guard are going to shoot as well. And he's got a unit of Tree Revs and some Horogast. Yeah, minus one to your opponent's unbinds. Thank you. That's what it is. Minus one to the unit's uh, unbinds. Um, 
so yeah, just, I mean, Storm Drake God. Someone said that, uh, a couple of people actually, Lex, who I saw on Monday, said he's like, oh, he felt like Storm Drake God were back because there were a lot at this event. But Storm Drake God are featured in pretty much every list that we've talked about with Stormcast over the past six months or, well, no, 18 months. Since they came out, basically, I don't think they've ever gone away. I just think some of the players who have them don't necessarily play them that weekend. But they are very effective. If I, If you wanted to go and play stormcast right now and do really well with it then i would pick up loads of storm trade guard and think it would uh go there yeah that, like they're just crazy um so yeah it's well done to dan and then so those are all our five o's pretty excited five o's actually night and also can we just talk about this nice variety um you got magakin which uh, are going to continue to be good because they've got a five at ward uh but it's nice seeing something different with the rock my creed you got lumineth which is the same book again um which is really funny uh, and then uh, you've got Stormcast with Stormtrake Guard. So, like, the meta hasn't overly shifted in 18 months. People are going to talk about, like, severe swings, but not really. Like, like those lists that did well 18 months ago are doing well now. It's pretty interesting. Uh, oh, no, not obviously not the Nurgle one. Since the Nurgle book came out. Sorry, I should be more clear. Um, but, yeah, they've been, since launch, those lists have been doing well. Also, pointed out by the chat, so it's worth adding on, all three armies have got a five-plus ward. Now, I don't want to get into the uh, specifics of it, but there's a really good video that me and my friend Mr. Colonel Cabbage, or Charlie, did when we talked about the, um, oh, God, the, the universal artifact that gives a five-up ward, or used to give a five-up ward, um, that, was, uh, that was taken all the time. There's a really good YouTube video on it. I'll include it in the show notes, and I'll also put a link somewhere up here for you to click. The Amulet of Destiny, that's what it was. Okay, let's take a look at the four ones. A veritable who's who and a smorgasbord of different armies. In the four one bracket, or the four in a draw, specifically Mr. Simon Weekly with his Nighthorn and his Hexwraith spam. Uh, we've seen this played between a couple of different people before. Uh, so it's just a load of Hexwraiths. And I mean a bucket load of them. I think it's 45 Hexwraiths in the army. Just runs forward, pins you in, you can't get out. It's got a four up, uh, unrendable save. Uh, moves over you, does some attacks. That's uh, the Nighthaunt list. Uh, Jack Armstrong was running some Stormcast Eternal Dragons, uh, making taking advantage of the cheaper Vanquishers now uh, to be able to take two units of four uh, Stormdrake Guard in his list. Phil Marshall was running Old Slaves to Darkness book, but another 4-1 for Big Phil. Uh, the wonderful Greg um, was again using Dragons and also some Long Strikes. Uh, so... Uh, so some Storm Drake card again. Oh, wonderful, wonderful Greg. Mike Sarah, uh, Mike Stewart with a list you could have written two years ago with his Seraphon, uh, double um, Bastilladon with Solar Beam and a bunch of skinks in Thunder Lizard with some skink priests. Uh, Max Barton was running uh, Nurgle Flies in Drown Men. Richie was running a bunch of Magma Droths, so he's running a Rune Father and three Rune Sons uh, and a bunch of like foot dudes as well. Um, so that's that's a very good list. And again, very viable. I think that's a, a very viable list. Uh, Craig Navmar was going all in. Uh, three units of six Enlightened and a unit of six Skyfires and some other stuff in Beasts of Chaos, um, making use of that four-plus rally. Uh, Hazel uh, was running a... That's right. She was running an Incarnate list. Hazel, so far, our only Incarnate list in play. Steve Follows was running Double Ironclad and the Purple Sun Carriage and Overlords list. So Purple Sun into your opponent's line, boats down, do all the shots. Uh, Freddy. Freddy is easily the most interesting list from this week. He's running two units of six Paladors 
in his list. So those are Stormcast Eternals. In Cities of Sigmar, he was playing in Hallow Heart. Battle Mage, Hurricanum, a Free Guild General. A unit of Demigriff Knights. Two units of 10 Free Guild Crossbowmen. A unit of reinforced Free Guild Outriders. And the Eddlespell Horrorgast. It's a shooting list that does a lot and lot of damage at range. It's got the Warding Brand, so if you do start killing the Paladors, as an example, what they're going to do is uh, dish Mortal Wounds back, so they play a little bit like the Magma Droth list as well. Um, again, it's a very Freddy list, uh, quite unique. Freddy's been one of the few people in the world running Paladors and running them to massive success. He also won Best Sports with his list as well. So a unique list, Best Sports, uh, doing 4-1. Is he, like, you just hope he's a bad kisser. Because he's nailed everything else. That's all you got to say. Uh, Mr. Owen Jackson, the man, the myth, the legend, fresh off a 5-0 um, with his new 4-1 uh, with his Reign of Stars list, which is very much the Owen Jackson TM build now. Um, so well done to him with the Fast Riders. Uh, I think that puts Owen on potentially like from Reign of Stars. He's he's done three 4-1s and a 5-0 in a row. It's pretty phenomenal stuff, really, uh, for what is objectively a meme list. Um, Solomon Morrow, our youngest member, I think, of the 4-1 bracket here, and uh, all the way over from Northern Ireland, was running Scarlet Doom with loads of Blade Guys Revenants doing the mortal wounds on uh, when you charge in. Uh, well done, Solomon. He'd be super proud of himself. Uh, he's great. Uh, and yeah, so, uh, looks like a really great event. There was some cool cameo stuff um, announcing the battle plans and things. It's over in Leicester, which is not a good place. Uh, but other than that, uh, I hope everyone had a lovely time, and uh, on to the next event. Our next event is over in Canada, and it was called the Five Alarm GT. This was a 22-person event held in British Columbia, specifically here, at the Sparwood Fire Hall. Uh, it's a very small, remote part of Canada, uh, so getting 22 players is actually really cool. And it was an event being run for charity, where they were able to uh, raise over £1,000 for a cystic fibrosis um, uh, charity. So uh, that's just really excellent and really great. It was organized by Dayton uh, from Party of the Old Points. He also won the event, which is great and hilarious all at the same time. He was playing Marathi in the Bow Snakes and got four wins and a draw. Uh, then Nick Fortin was using the new Zinch book and he was running Doors of Cain, um, and, no, not Doors of Cain, he wasn't running that, he was running Zinch, like I just said. And he was running Guild of Summoners, sorry. He was running Guild of Summoners, and he had a Cursling, a Fluxmaster, a Lord of Change, Kairos, a Zangor Shaman, and a Magister. Then he had three lots of Karakakalites, Battle Line, and he had Burning Sigil, Chronomantic Cogs, and Umbral Spell Portal. So this is the sub-faction where you can only summon a Lord of Change. And he already had two on the board. He had Kairos and a Lord of Change. So then he's just summoning more Lords of Change. Uh, he should be able to get up an insane amount of Fate Points from this army. Um, he's got a load of spells, so he probably gets close to... Uh, 15 to 20 fate points, uh, which are the summoning points, per turn in his hero phase, which means he's able to put a load of Lords of Change out. I don't know how many Lords of Change even has, but that's a lot um, he's going to put on, because the first one that you summon is on a 9, but you can only summon Lords of Change in Guild of Summoners, so hilarious stuff. Uh, and then when it's not doing that, it's just doing, it's an 18-inch kill box, and it's doing loads of mortal wounds. Okay, let's go look at the four ones. Okay, so just looking at the four ones, uh, we've got Carl Ong, uh, who did really well with his Carriage and Overlords recently. Uh, he's from the Tough Crowd Gaming Group, and uh, he took his KO list with Gotrek 
and an ironclad and some thunderers in his list as well. Pretty much all KO lists are the same. There's an ironclad. Uh, but putting Gotrek in there is super fun. Really like that. Calvin Ost Ostadal was running Seraphon Thunder Lizard. He's representing Team Badgers. Um, and he was running a Engine of the Gods, obviously. An Old Blood, a Scarvet, a Skink Priest, and uh, a Slan. Then he had two units of 10 Knights, Soros Knights, which is cool. It's nice to see. And unit of five Soros Guard. And then the Stegodon with the Sky Street Bow. I mean, it's in Thunder Lizard. Uh, it doesn't need much explaining. And then uh, a very cool Heat Knights of Sinesh list also went 4-1 uh, with Sinessa, Sigvald, and Bellacor. Bellacor for shutting down the opposing army. Sigvald for just smashing stuff. And Sinessa for just looking really pretty. Love that. Uh, and then two units of 11 Brisbane Archers, five Hell Striders, and then two units of Simbramesh Twin Souls, and then the Geminids of Orguish. You see the Geminids a lot in these lists because what they do is they do mortal wounds in like an an aura basically to their own army and then they generate summoning points so depending on how much you can ramp up the summoning for this army it can do really well especially because the bliss barb archers can do uh, damage to different units uh, like because they can split their shots so then he's going to end up with doing damage to like lots of units and therefore getting even more summoning points so just super cool love to see it hope everyone had a great time congratulations to the uh, event for raising so much money for charity as well at the same time uh, super proud of them and i hope they had a really cool time right the next event is in western australia it took place in perth and was part of kind of a master series there was four qualifying events uh, which led to our 16 players. There were meant to be 20, but a few dropped out. Uh, happened, uh, playing at Battlemaster. Battlemaster. So the most dangerous and scary and competent Age of Sigmar players in the whole of Western Australia. And it was won by Mr. Matt Trown. Now, Matt has got a YouTube channel called Age of Something, where he makes very funny, hand-drawn uh, YouTube videos about uh, Age of Sigmar. And you should go check them out. They're excellent. And he also ran a really cool Stormcast Eternal list, which is quite different to what we've seen previously. It was Hammers of Sigmar, and he got a Lord Celestial on Star Drake with the Command Trait Master of the Celestial Menagerie, um, the Drake Scale Armor, and his Scintillating Tray or Mount Trait. Then he had a Celestial Prime, uh, which is fairly common, but then a Lord Arcanum, which isn't very common at all. Uh, with Celestial Blades. Then he had two lots of two Dracothian Guard Tempestors as battle line and a unit of Vanquishers. Then six Griffhounds, three Praetors, and then an allied-in unit of Auralan uh, Sentinels and the Quicksilver Swords. So the Quicksilver Swords obviously could do mortal wounds at range. Uh, he's got the shooting coming out of the Tempestors um, uh, and the Sunstone Prime and the Star Drake. He's backed that up with some Sentinel shooting as well. Um, just really cool stuff. Stuff you don't see anywhere ever uh and he was able to take it out which is really great um and really excellent blake jervis and james panek were the other two people that went 4-1 at this event uh blake was running stormcast eternals hallowed knights uh which was i'm pretty certain it was four storm drake guard um two storm drake guard two lots of two storm drake guard and a knight draconis and then uh james was running four storm drake guard got trek <laughs> Gotrek uh, and also uh, Gardas or maybe um, Bastion or something like that in his list as well which is really cool I really like these events where you have a bunch of like feeder events leading into this big kind of like Masters event because then you end up with feeling like the players deserve their place where they are and then it probably feels like it's the best of the best. And then to come out on top of that has got to be like this extra big thing. So uh, uh, a massive shout out to Matt 
Uh, super proud of him and, you know, just peace and love. Our next event is the Gords of War happening in Utah in America and had 18 players playing. It was won by Dustin Chesma, who's running Lumineth Realm Lords. He had a nice little uh, list here. He had Severith, uh, for obviously all the shooting and little um, tricks that Severith can bring to the table. A Cathalar, a Light of Altharion, great duelist little character, and a Venari Lord Regent. Then he had a unit of Wardens, a unit of 10, uh, sorry, two units of 10 Wardens, 30 Sentinels, a unit of Blade Lords, two units of Dawn Riders, in his list as well so like a nice mixture of stuff which i thought was really cool uh the dawn riders were bounty hunters which makes lots of sense to get extra attacks into infantry um and therefore making them bounty hunters is like a double down in their utility and usefulness you don't tend to see dawn riders a lot so i quite like that as well uh blade lords being situational and useful um and then uh a, quite a cast of characters light of altharian being able to be actually aggro and go forward is quite cool i really like that um, and then the backup wizards on the Cathalar and the Regent, which is fun. The two four ones were Aaron Daly with a Soulblight Gravelords list and Andrew Butler with a Corn list. Aaron was running Nagash and a White King on Skeletal Seed as the general. That did get cheaper in the Battle Scroll update, actually. Um, and he had the Command Trait Rousing Commander and the Artifact Fragment of the Keep because he's in Castelli Dynasty. All of that is buffs for giving the Blood Knights extra damage. Uh, so the three units of five Blood Knights are going to be really powerful once per battle with the Rousing Commander ability, uh, or it's Fragment of the Keep. One of the two um, gives the extra damage. And then two units of ten Death Rattle Skeletons, Umbral Spell Portal and Purple Sun. So the Umbral Spell Portal obviously um, is really good for Hand of Dust on Nagash. And uh, the Purple Sun uh, for reducing rend, uh, sorry, reducing save is actually going to be really, really, really useful, uh, especially with those Blood Knights. Um, because then you're going to be at Rin 3 on the charge uh, and do a lot of damage, which I think is really cool. So I really like that. Uh, really fun list. Then uh, our corn list um, had two Bloodthirsters, two Boomthirsters, a Scarbrand, a Bloodsecrator, a Slaughter Priest, and a ton of Bloodletters. Well, three units of ten Bloodletters. And then Karnak in his list as well. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'm pretty certain the whole purpose of the corn list is to push Scarbrand around. But having two Boom Thirsters to do some additional damage as well means that you get loads of mortal wounds, which is really fun. Love that. Uh, super fun. Uh, shout out to everyone on YouTube. The next event we're looking at is the Southern Smash GT in Adelaide. In Adelaide. So um, this was a six-round event featuring uh, 25 players, which is cool. Um, uh, yeah, so 25 players. So we're just going to look at the six, uh, six O's and five ones. Uh, so Nick Palmrose went 6-0 uh, with his Daughters of Cain list. And it's a really, really cool list. Um, he's got two High Gladiatrixes, a Bloodrack Shrine, a Slaughter Queen, and a Hag Queen, and then a Hag Queen on Cauldron of Blood. So no Marathi. Already fantastic. This is all in Drychi Ganeth. And then he had two units of 30 Witch Elves, a unit of Sisters of Slaughter, and then two Canary Heartrender units and a Heart of Fury, which is the Invocation. So as we talked about previously on the show, like one of the other stats, uh, stat centers, Slaughter Queen's going to be, uh, sorry, the High Gladiatrixes can make it so the Witch Elves basically are on twos and twos uh, to hit into wound, which is just like amazing output uh, from these units. And they can just blend stuff out. And they're only 345 points. You stick that in with the Zealous Orator command trait, so you can rally on a 4+. And, um, and that's on the Hag Queen on Cauldron of Bloods. So that's much more mobile. And it's going to go forward. And the Cauldron of Bloods are genuinely great smash pieces in of themselves. 
they'll be following up the Sister Slaughter with the sorry the Witch Elves or the Sister Slaughter with the Blood Shield as well uh, for giving them the extra saves. So it's a really interesting and unique list. It's also really good on the primary, unlike a lot of the Daughters of Cain list, because instead of being a castle at the back of the board, it's actually a very aggressive aggro forward moving army. I think it's a really cool list, and uh, um, Nick should be super chuffed with himself. So congratulations to him. Then uh, in second place is Cron. Now, Cron, uh, a former member of Team Australia and uh, normally a KO expert, has moved on to Zinch and... Ski, uh, and this is uh, a summoning build. So he's taking Host Arcanum for an auto unbind on turns one, three, four, uh, one, three, and five. And you can also have Scream as a battle line. Then he's got a Flux Master, and he's got the artifact to power the Eternal Shroud. It's actually one of my favorite artifacts for Zinch because you get to recycle Destiny Dice on a five plus. He's got a Magister, a Bellacor uh, to shut down the opposing army. And Bellacor still works really well in this army because it's a two cast wizard. And two cast wizards are actually quite rare in this army. Kairos, the Changeling. And the Cursling. Uh, so the Changing, also a cheap two-cast wizard. Cursling, another two-cast wizard. So uh, the Magister has got the Arcane Tome, so it goes up to being a two-cast wizard, and is a general with Cult Demagogue. Uh, so he's casting in total uh, the Fluxmaster's spell, uh, which has got the potential to generate, like, on average, about four, um, four uh, fate points for summoning. Then the Magister for an additional two. Bellacor for an additional two. So that already takes us up to eight. Uh, Kairos for initial 3 for 11. The Changeling takes us up to 13. And then uh, the Cursling takes us up to 15. The Karakakalites count as Wizards and they get to cast a spell uh, to improve their Sorcerer's Bolts. If you cast all of those, then you're going to be on 18. And then uh, he's got the Endless Spells uh, Umbral Spell Portal for being able to do spells at range, specifically the Flux Master spell. Chronomantic Cogsu is going to be re-rolling all those casts, and Kairos is going to be providing plus one to cast for all those wizards. And then the Demonic Simulacrum, uh, which is just to fly around and do mortal wounds. I personally prefer the Burning Sigil, but uh, each their own. Uh, he did really well with this, it went 5-1. Uh, so yeah, just absolutely excellent. Congratulations to him. Uh, and then uh, we've got a load of 4-1s. Nicholas Zambo with Iron Jaws. Uh, sorry, 4-2s. Nicholas Zambo with Iron Jaws. Wayne Buck with Soul Black Grave Lords. Adam Williamson with Seraphon. James Beal with Stormcast, Lawrence Crowter with Flesh Eaters. And then the big shout-out goes to Jacob Bondarenko with Gloomspike Gits going 4-2. Absolutely excellent. He was playing Gloomspike Gits, and he had a Dank Hold Track Boss with the Master of Magic and the Arcane Tome, a Loom Boss on Mangler Squigs, two Fungoid Cave Shamans and a Madcap Shaman, two, three, two units of 3 four Water Trogos, nine Rockgut Trogoths, three Rockgut Trogoths and some Stabbers, and then a unit of Squig Herd in his list as well. Um, really cool. Love to hear it. Jacob actually in the chat as we're recording this. Um, we've asked him if Gits are back, and he said Gits never went away. He said they're the top army of one. Um, and so uh, congratulations to him and everyone at this event. Our next event is in New South Wales, uh, in Australia again. So that's three events in Australia this weekend, which is awesome. Love seeing that. And uh, this was won by Thomas Oliver with his Magikin of Nurgle, Drowned Men. He was running a lot of afflictions in Drowned Men, as obviously, with Bellacor for shutting down the opponent's ability to do stuff. Two units, sorry, three units of two Puskill Blight Lords, a unit of four Puskill Blight Lords, some Plague Bearers, all in a battle regiment. Okay, pre-game move, block your opponent in, make it so that Bellacor shuts down when you're opposing uh, units like key pieces, Maybe for two turns, win. 
that's what he did. Uh, congratulations to him. Really solid list. Mitch Bug was running Sylvaneth. He was running Heartwood. He had a Lariel, a Spirit of Durthu, some Tree Revenants, and some Spite Rider Lancers. All in six Spite Rider Lancers specifically. All in a Battle Reg. I really like the Spite Rider Lancers when they aren't trying to be... Um, I, I like the Lancers, sorry, and the Bugs. Specifically because I think they do what the Kurnoth Hunters and some of the other units have tried to do with Teleports. But instead they're just doing it with their base movement, which is very excellent. Flying across the board, doing loads of damage, and then striking and feign back which ties in really nicely with things like alariel doing something similar which i think is cool so yeah i love that um i, I think that's great uh we had liam burnett blue running doors of cane uh in his uh so it's nice to see liam back on the tables liam used to play a lot um it's great to have uh, one of the emo twins back uh he's running xanthakai with a blood rat medusa slaughter queen on cauldron of blood hag queen and an anointed on frostheart phoenix um um, Frostheart Phoenix, and then 10 Bloodstalkers, 15 Blood Sisters, and then 10 Witch Elves, and then two units of five Heartrenders and the Heart of Fury. So he does have five, uh, 10 Bow Snakes, but he has no Marathi to make him shoot twice, and instead he's got like a minus one to Wound Aura coming from the Anointed on Frostheart Phoenix, which is quite a cool little trick. Then um, uh, he's got some Fighty Snakes, and then he's got some Witch Elves as well. So I quite like this list. It's got a, a variety of different, like, combat pieces, all backed up by the minus one to wound uh, from the Frostheart Phoenix, which is quite cool. Really, really fun. I like that. I think that's really clever. Uh, and then uh, Yanks Pang. I apologize that I've definitely got that wrong. Uh, Yan, Yan Hu? Yan He? Uh, Pang. Uh, is running Stormcaster Turtles and Hammers of Sigmar. Now, he was running, yeah, he was running uh, Hammers of Sigmar as a sub-faction, and he had Lord Relictor, and, and then one, two, three, four, five, Knight, oh, sorry, four Knight Vexilors and, oh, Vexilors, and a Knight Herauder, and then two units of Skybolt Bows from Judicators, a unit of, two units of Dracothian Guard Tempesters, and then a unit of two Storm Drake Guard, and then the Everblaze Comet. Love this list. This is the AoE damage list. So the Knight Vexilla has got a banner that once per battle, you can do AoE in range of a single point. You can do it multiple times. He's doing it four times. He's then got a Knight Herauder and is picking a terrain piece and also blowing that up, um, which is really great. Absolutely love that tech as well. I think also he's using the Knight Relict, the Lord Relictor, to teleport... Uh, the Heralder to do it. Then he's shooting you with Skybolt Bows and Tempesters. He's also casting Everblaze Comet for doing mortal wounds in AoE. And then he's yeeting over some Storm Drake Guard. Oh my god. Absolutely love that list. That's fantastic. Shout out to uh, Yan Hu Pang. That's great. We've seen this played before by JJ up in Scotland. This is just like the AoE bomb list and it's so funny. Um, like, just really good. Love that list. Great work. And shout out to everyone in New South Wales. Our next event is the Small Town Throwdown, the Nujvember Hoedown. Now, this has already been something that you've seen discussed online, I assume, uh, because of the event results. The new Ogre book was allowed in play at the event. Uh, the organisers decided to let it in play, which was the first weekend we saw some of those lists uh, in action. And they did very well. Now, we did discuss this on the Monday Night Show, uh, and you can go back and watch this game, uh, or some of the, one of these lists specifically play, on the T-Sports Network YouTube channel or on our Twitch channel on the VOD, uh, and you can watch them play. Because there's 
a new menace in town, and its name is 40 Noblars. So Tom Guan won the event uh, with his Ogre Moor Tribe's Underguts Army. So I understand it, Tom didn't ever play more than three turns of Age of Sigmar in any of his games. He beat uh, a Grin and Blades list. Oh, no, he didn't beat that. No, but he, he beat a variety of lists anyway. Um, what's in the list? Well, there are four Iron Blasters, mainly support pieces, back of the board, do a bit of chip damage. Uh, there are four. There are three units of four lead belchers, um, which because they don't move, will get an additional D3 shots uh, on their D3 shots anyway. They're all in the undergut sub faction, so both the iron blaster and the lead belchers get plus one to the rend. So rend three or rend two on the iron blaster, and then rend two on the lead belchers. There was a butcher general which had a command trait which made units within uh, sorry noblar units within holy than twelve inches immune to battle shock, and this is where we talk about the power piece. There was a unit of um, Noblars, well, two units of 20 specifically, and those two units of 20 Noblar are really, really good uh, because when you move within range of them, then on a 4+, you take D3 mortal wounds, and they're a really good screen, and 20 wounds for 100 points is really effective. Then, lastly, but not leastly, is the Stonehorn. Stonehorn um, is minus one to wound uh, and is just got that new monstrous action. We'll just do some... Um, this is the new Ogre book, yeah, and the new... And it's going to do so much damage, it's amazing. Uh, because it's going to charge in, do mortal wounds. It's then going to do its monstrous action and do mortal wounds. It's going to be somewhere on the board you weren't expecting it to be when it did charge. And it can clear itself its own screen by doing mortal wound impact hits, wiping out a bit of a screen, and then moving after. And then it gets to do a pile-in. It's very possible that when, an, uh, when a Stonehorn charges, wherever it charged... After after it's done its monstrous action, it's piling. It's twenty one inches somewhere else. That's crazy. That's crazy. It just goes all over. So um, you have uh, the Stonehorn doing uh, as a great counterpunch piece. If you charge this castle, the shooting castle, the Noblars. Anytime you make a move, charge, move, or piling move right now before an FAQ on a four plus, you take D three mortal wounds, which can be significant. Then you're taking either eight shots that do D3 plus three damage at rent three at up to 30 inches from the Iron Blasters or 40 shots that are threes and threes, rent two, damage two, if you're within 12 inches. Finally, the spell on the Butcher is called Blubber Grub Stench. And when you cast it, you just become a big meaty boy. No, when you cast it, Rhinox units, which will be your Iron Blasters, within 12 inches become monsters for the purposes of charging and holding objectives. So they count as 10 on an objective each, and they also do a load of damage when they charge in. So they're just very, very effective. Again, I encourage you to go and watch uh, the discussion, uh, the match on uh, the T-Sports Network YouTube. And and uh, there's also an interview with Tob where he discussed uh, his winning list. Uh, so you can go do that there. The rest of the lists, uh, well, there are two ogre lists as well. Ian McLeese was running an uh, ogre more tribes list. He only went 4-1. His version of the ogre list uh, only contained three iron blasters, some iron guts, and some lead belchers. But there were two units of noblars, really showcasing that it's the noblars that are the uh, the, the power in this army. Uh, Alec Jerome was running Magikin of Nurgle, and he was running Drowned Men, and he was running a bunch of Puskal Blightlords. Taryn Burke was running a Blaze of Corn list, which was quite cool. There was some fun stuff in here. Uh, specifically, he had um, some Mighty Skull Crushers in his list, which are quite a cool unit for 165 points. They're five wounds apiece on a three-up armor save. 
they just don't really necessarily have the output that you would expect from such a large like model. So they're kind of in that like Varengard Fulminator category. And while they've got that survivability, they don't have the damage output to match them. He does have the Mindstealer Spharynx in his list as well to make stuff fight last. Um, unless this was the new book, which in which case that's quite interesting. Uh, then he also has got Scarbrand in his list. And I think all of these lists at the moment are just waiting for Scarbrand to just yeet stuff off the board. So just absolutely brilliant stuff. Then you've got uh, uh, Samuel Valdez, and he was also running Ogre Moor Tribes. And I know what you're asking, Rob. Were there any, uh, were there any Noblars in this? There were none. But there were four Iron Blasters, support Iron Blasters. And then there was a unit of four and two units of two Mournfang pack, a Butcher, and a Frostla Frostlord on Stonehorn. Uh, something I should have actually mentioned about Tom Quad's list as well, so the 5-0 list, is he took the artifact, the Gruesome Trophy Rack, and this is units wholly within 12 inches get plus one to hit against monsters or heroes. So that makes the shooting that comes from the Iron Blasters uh, or even the Lead Belchers even more effective um, if you're shooting into heroes and monsters, which is, which is pretty good uh, and pretty scary. Then uh, you had Chris Daltrey with Ineth Deepkin list in Nautilar, which means he had a big old turtle, which I loved. Lotan, Achillean King, six more Sargard, 40 Reavers, and a Leviadon with three Aether Wings. I was really hoping this would get matched up into the one of the Iron Blasters list, but it lost to the Zinch list, um, or it looks like it did, uh, looking at BCP. So it's a bit of a shame, because I would like to know how Iron Deep can do into the, the, those lists, but we'll see. Uh, we, I know for a fact that one of the Ogre lists beat a Grinning Blades list, so that shut it down pretty significantly. And you can't see Grinning Blades units outside of 12 inches, therefore it's not really the counter we necessarily maybe think it is. Uh, and then finally, Greg Brewer. Greg played in the final on the T-Sports Network um, Twitch stream, which you can go check out, and he was just a delight. What a delightful man. Uh, two units of six Gorgrunters, uh, two units of three Gorgrunters, two War Chanters, and also a Mega Boss and more Crusher. Um, lost his last game by getting absolutely lifted in a single turn in uh, the shooting phase. Um, so, yeah, just amazing stuff. Wrapping the show up, interesting, interesting set of results. Now, there is one more event result from the weekend which we haven't covered uh, i don't think i got sent the information or i was but i haven't put it on the screen so one of those two but either way it was our man dom uh played at an event down in england this weekend running a bunch of trogs it was actually uh, one of the first and best gloomspite gets, gets lists i've seen win uh, it went 5-0 and he won best sports so um, I'm going to actually ask Dom on the show to actually discuss it because it's just such a cool list he's such a great guy and I don't want to do it I don't want to do it uh, poor justice basically because it's just fantastic and he deserves um, to to talk about it because it's just really cool so yeah a bunch of trogs went 5-0 and I think there was a skit strand Ragnarok in the list as well and won best sports so you've got to really wonder who that person is and what they're doing. So we'll discuss that. But just know that it happened, and it's fantastic. Other stuff from the uh, weekend. I guess we're talking about how good Stormcast are, right? There's loads of them. They're everywhere. But they haven't really ever gone away. They've always been in the background. I don't think it's a meta shift. I don't think there's anything uh, special or different that's happened recently. I don't think the Battle Scroll has made any particular changes other than the fact that if you take the Vanquishers, you can take those two units of four Storm Drake Guard. They're just smashy, powerful, especially good in Bounty Hunters, um, and just really, really effective. 
I'd say maybe some of their natural predators have gone away. Nighthaunt, maybe, because uh, they can reduce their saves quite well. But either way, I think that they're very good. And obviously, I've read them out a lot. Um, the, um, the, the main uh, takeaway, though, from this weekend, and I think probably the point of discussion for a while, is going to be whether or not those ogres are, are, are good or too good. A heavy shooting meta, we did see a lot of lists do quite well early uh, when we looked at War in the Heartlands, can be quite problematic. Sentinels uh, kind of made some armies not play particularly well. One of the things that we've seen over the past few months is corn being really effective in games because there's been less shooting. So people haven't just lost Scarbrand on the first turn and they've had the opportunity to push in the middle. Sure, long strikes have still existed. Sure, Marathi and the post have still existed. They've only ever hit like about 5% of the meta. And even then... Um, that's all of the Daughters of King lists. They weren't all shooting lists. KO have made a big comeback as well over the past, like, three months. So there is a lot of shooting in the game. Uh, so are Iron Blasters okay with all the shooting that we currently have? I guess that's a real question. And I guess we don't really know that the answer... Um, uh, I guess we don't really know the answer right now. Uh, maybe there's some counters, maybe there's some new builds. I'm not really sure. But we know Stormcast are still very popular. Loads of different builds as well. Valexa build, uh, a bunch of other stuff. Obviously, a lot of Storm Drake Guard. So, seeing those different plays, a Star Drake build from Age of Something over in Western Australia was really fun uh, with the Praetors. Uh, and I know that there's a bunch of people that want to run Praetors with like Krondis as well. So, there's a lot to play here. And we still did see a load of other factions doing well. So, yeah, loads of fun. Uh, looking forward to finding out how these new books do, like your big Slaves of Darkness plays and all those other things. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do on the tabletop as well. Now we've had the kind of first like little inkling of the ogre, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. So I uh, hope you had a nice weekend if you did play. I hope you're having a great weekend if you're going to play. And if you're not, I still hope you're doing well being, that's right, tabletop sports fans. Okay? Because you enjoy playing or watching tabletop sports. Have a nice day, see you soon.